This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. Uh, this week, um, following uh, the Reading game uh, yesterday, um, we are having Cheltenham Town travel to Pride Park. And uh, to talk it through with me, I've got Mark Halliwell from uh, BBC Radio Gloucestershire, uh, commentator for Cheltenham Town, uh, to talk all things. Uh, Robin's with me. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Not too bad, as we were just discussing um, uh, just before we went live. Um, a really congested uh, post-Christmas um, fixture list means that uh, obviously for the podcast it's uh, quite busy. I mean, I can imagine for yourself uh, travelling, following uh, Cheltenham Town, it's probably exactly the same, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes. I mean, yesterday we went to Bolton uh, for the, the uh, had that game rearranged very quickly after the um, awful events really that happened uh, in the original game with the uh, the very sad death of the supporter. Yeah. Uh, during the game, so that was abandoned. So now we've had to go back there. We were meant to be going to Burton Albion, but that one's that one's been moved to another date. And then yeah. Saturday's game against Carlisle was off, so that one's got to be rearranged. So just got coming into a little bit of a, a bit of a fixture backlog almost, and got a lot of games. That, February's going to be busy for for Cheltenham, but yeah. uh, first of all, we got to uh, we got to negotiate uh, Saturday's very very tricky test for us. Yeah, I mean, you say it's tricky, but I mean, for a team that's, uh, I mean, near the foot of the table, you're not doing too bad in terms of form. Um, we were talking about it on the in the podcast chat. Um, you've got wins over Pompey. Um, you've beaten teams like Shrewsbury, Carlisle, uh, a draw against Reading, who are no uh, no mean feet. Appreciate where they are due to the circumstances, but it, it's you're getting results and climbing yourself slowly, slowly towards that safety marker. I mean, what do you put that recent form down to? What's drastically changed? Anything that crops up in your mind? Well, you could you could write a book about this season already. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. It's you know, and we sit there. We were talking on our podcast, the Robin's Report that we do. We were talking about yeah. this the other day. How it's almost surreal to think that we didn't score a goal or have a haven't had one point after twelve games. And then, of course, that derby game at home was the first goal that we scored. Rob Street's goal was the first goal that we scored all season uh, in sort of early October. It was absolutely, but.
from since the, I mean since Daryl Clark's come in, um, it's just it's just turned around and um, I mean we we didn't have a hope really. I mean a lot of, I think a lot of people had relegated us after those eleven games. I think if you if you looked at it then I think there were a lot of clubs saying oh that's all right. There's only three relegation spots up for grabs now, but that's certainly not the case anymore. Daryl Clark's turned it round unbelievably. I don't know how he's done it to be honest with you. Um, most of it has been with this, with one additional player in Tom Pett. Signed another one. Um, actually, signed another one on Monday. Um, Josh Harrop coming in. Uh, used to be at uh, Man U. Started at Man U. Went to Preston. Had a bit of a spell with them. So he's coming till the end of the season. Then, uh, but then we did lose Will Goodwin, our centre forward, who was sold to mm. Oxford uh, the other day. We'll talk about him in a minute, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's incredible, really. It's basically he's he's come in and he's made us what he's done. He's changed the mentality really because in this, in those early games of the season we were set up not to lose. We were set up trying mm. to contain, trying to hit teams on the counter attack, try to sort of you know um, and then but now it's very very front foot. It's right we're going out there. We're gonna we're gonna press high. We're gonna be high intensity, high work rate. And it's got the results. It's paying off. It, it really is. I mean, I think in the last since we scored against Derby, we've only failed to score in one game. Yeah, which yeah. is considering the fact that we hadn't scored a goal at all when when Derby came to Wadden earlier in the year. Uh, it's it's bonkers, absolutely bonkers, and it doesn't feel like it's the same team now that didn't score in those first eleven games. If you get my drift. Yeah, well, we we were saying that so uh, when uh, the lads were doing the um, the show on Sunday, it's a game where maybe, as I say, uh, a month ago, two months ago, you go, that's a game we can bank on getting a win. Um, but when you look at um, the recent turn of form, and uh, as you say, nineteen goals all season, but a load of those coming in the last few weeks, you you do look at it and go, this could be a real banana skin for for any team and for a team. Of, of derbies um where, where we are in the league um it's not something you really want uh, an informed team fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table so um what do you think um as you say the manager has really really changed the mindset of the players now mm. going at teams rather than uh, sitting off do you see saturday being the same mentality i mean it's a much different outfit compared to going to shrewsbury away no disrespect to them but uh, i mean a pat out Pride Park is um, a very, very different animal. Um, so, with that mindset in mind, looking at maybe Burton Albion getting um, a, a nearly a, a results against us doing a similar uh, thing, do you think Charlton, uh, uh, sorry, Cheltenham will do exactly the same? Oh yeah, he won't change it. He won't change. Yeah. It. It'll it'll be front foot. It'll be it'll be straight away. I mean, in that, I mean, I say we went back to Bolton yesterday, but in that first game that was abandoned. We were the better side, really, for the first half mm. an hour. And we, we'd started the game really, really well. And you think to yourself, that is how, and that is how we've attacked every single game. Um, he was really disappointed. We played, we played Northampton on New Year's Day, and that was the only game that we hadn't scored in um, up to up to the last one, uh, up, to, up to recently. Um, and he was really disappointed with that game. He came out after the game and said that no, it wasn't good enough. He, he, you know, he was so disappointed because I think he realizes that 
we're not going to keep many clean sheets. So the only way we're going to win games is to go forward and score goals. And that's the only game we didn't score in. We had several, we had got into really good positions, didn't score, didn't score, lost to a penalty, which was a poor decision by, by Lewis Freestone to give that away. And that and that was the game really that he's been really disappointed with. So that tells you everything that he knows that to get out of this, we've got to go and try and win games. We're not, we can't we can't sit back and let teams uh, and try and do that. We've got to go out and do it. We've got to go out and try and win these games, and it's worked so far. He came in. He said he wanted fifteen wins. He's got six. So not a bad start. Yeah, and there's still plenty of games. We've got lots of we've got games in hand on all the teams around us. Yeah, um, we've still got to play quite a lot of those teams around us, and we've got, we've all we've done at the moment is given ourselves a chance of getting out of it. We're not we're not odds on to get out of it. Um, I'm not sure that some of the teams in the bottom half of the table are that great, mm. and I think if we can try and keep up this type of form that we're on now, we really have got a good a good opportunity of getting out of it, which nobody would have given us a chance. Uh, no, fourteen games ago. Yeah, exactly. And when you um, look at the teams around you, your mentality, um, I mean, when uh, throwback to when we were in the championship fighting for our lives, trying to uh, escape the, the, the deficit of points, you target games that you're going against opposition in and around you, don't you? You, you go mm. against, we, we need to beat the teams around us and then mm. nick points if we can from those yeah. above us. Um do you really see, um, as I say, we've mentioned you, you've beaten uh, Pompey. I'm looking at it, uh, a couple of the, the stats from that game um, that was at Cheltenham. Um, a lot of your key standout players were going straight down the middle. I've got Bonds, uh, Pets, uh, Dave, uh, Davis, obviously a, a name uh, known to Derby fans at the back. He keeper had a blinder. Do you really see that centre of the park? I mean, Circum also got two goals. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're looking at centre spine really, yeah. really standing up at the moment for for yourselves. The midfield three have been the key to it, really. Tom Peck coming in with Liam Circum and Elliot Bonds and also Curtis Thompson plays in there. So there's four of them. And also now we've added Josh Harrop to that. We haven't seen him yet, but uh, we'll, see what he, we'll see what he's like. But um, those four... It's three out of those four, and they really have been the key to it. I mean, mm. um, Tom Pett is he, he, he's one of those players who you probably don't notice when he plays against you, uh, but he's been around, you know, 32 years old, good experience. Daryl Clark knows him. He, he said he probably wouldn't have come to play for Cheltenham if Daryl Clark wasn't the manager. So that's the real pull of it. And he's, he's come in and he's just so calm. He looks like he's got so much time. Um, barely wastes a pass, and then you've got someone like Elliot Bonds, who is a lot younger, but you know he's got good energy about him. And Liam Circum, well, he's got six goals this year. He didn't score from open play at all last season, and he's already got six goals this year. Both goals against Pompey, scored the winner against Carlisle. You know, and he, he's he's somebody who is. He's, I mean, he's thirty four years old. He's 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 a fantastic footballer. He really mm. is, and he's been playing a lot further forward. He's been playing almost in the sort of number 10, joining up with the forwards, you know, arriving in the penalty box yeah. to, score, to score goals. And um, it's really worked uh, so far. And he's he's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, a word about Curtis as well. I mean, he, <laughs> he started the season and everybody was a bit not sure about this, you know, 38 years old, you know, what's he going to be like? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, he got sent off against Fleetwood in in Daryl's first game. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people who actually thought that. I mean, he, he he came in because he's very good friends with Wade Elliott, who was our former mm. manager, obviously, and they were together at Birmingham, and that is basically why he came to Cheltenham. And a lot of people thought, oh well, Wade's gone, Curtis will go. Yeah, it hasn't happened. But I have to say, against Portsmouth, mm. he was absolutely outstanding. He was magnificent in that game. He up against Colby Bishop, and Colby Bishop barely got a kick in the whole game. And Curtis was absolutely brilliant. He had a good game against him down at Fratton as well mm. earlier in the year. And he really has most most of the games that he's played. He's been outstanding. He's had the old ropey ropey one, but then you know every player does. Don't Everyone they? does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the games, I'd say, probably about seventy five of the percent of the games he's been really really good mm-hmm. and you know and of course it's his influence as well his influence on the rest of the team his influence on the back four he's got some young defenders uh in that in that back three alongside him and he's been he's been really really good and you know to be honest he's he's uh, when he plays we're a better team i think because of that because of his influence in the side you know, he's missed a few games and he missed some for the suspension, obviously. But you know, when he's played, he's been good. But as I say, against Portsmouth, he was just he was fantastic. That was his best game. He was absolutely yeah. top draw. He really was. So hopefully he'll keep that going. Well, it's, I'm sure it's music to James Collins' ears uh, hearing that. But I mean, speaking, um, looking at, uh, as you say, uh, the way you've set up in previous games, Pompey one uh, being uh, one that obviously sticks out. Um, how has the style of play changed? I mean, I mean, I'm looking at Curtis Davis. I remember what he was like when he was with us. Um, I can't imagine him playing out the back. Um, you could tell me completely the opposite, but what um, has changed recently in the last couple of, uh, of, of games that have meant that he's getting a tune out of these players? Mm. Not a great deal, really. As okay. I say, we've, we, we, we played three at the back, uh, under Michael Duff, we played three at the back under Wade Elliott. We're still playing three at the back. Um, wing backs, two two deeper midfielders, one just further forward and two forwards. And and it's it it's not really any different. And it, it really is all down to the different mentality and, and mm. the way that we're approaching the games, which has made the difference. And that's the way I see it. And as I say before earlier, very cautious. Now, front foot, we're going out to try and win the game. We're going out to put teams under pressure. You know, I mean, going to Pride Park, the main thing that we need to do at Pride Park will be to, will be to quieten the crowd. So yes. if we can go out first 20 minutes, get our game plan going, get in Derby's faces a bit, mm. we'll see how it goes. Because a lot of the time we've, in a lot of the games we've played, it's been, right, let's go out and get in their faces and see if they're up for it. Oxford at home, they weren't up for it. We beat them. Shrewsbury at home, they weren't up for it. We beat them. Carlisle away in horrible conditions, they weren't up for it. We beat them. So if a team's, if if we go out there and get into into a team's faces and they're not up for it, then we've got a chance. And that's and that's and that's basically what what Daryl said and what what he's tried to do is is you know the 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 onus is on us to go out and win the game rather than you know try and. We're not a team who are going to go there, sit back and try and nickel one nil on the break because it's not going to work because we're not going to be able to do that. So we have to 
It's, it's almost like the old adage, attack is the best form of defence. And that's yeah. basically what we, what we try and do. We try and go out there and attack teams or, and you know press teams high and get at them because that's the only way we're going we're gonna to try and get out. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, look, obviously the way you've played um, is obviously getting a great tune. But, I mean, if Derby fans were going to look at um, a way of exploiting that, what would you say is maybe the shortfall mm. of, of playing that way that you've seen um, that maybe mm. some some teams might be able to exploit? Obviously, Derby one of them. Is it maybe that, mm. I mean, I'm looking at the back line, as it, it's not blessed with a lot of pace. So with a team maybe of high pressing and a lot of pace, yeah. maybe that's the way we're going to do it. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. I would think so. Um, I mean, Derby. You know, I, I suspect people like Mendes Lang, mm. uh, Tom Barkhaisen, if he plays somebody like that, players like that, plays out wide. They're probably going to be the key to it if you can try and get him because our wing backs might be quite high. If you can try and get him yeah. behind, get the ball in the box, James Collins, whoever. Whoever's playing, whoever's playing in the middle, It'd be a good battle in midfield. I, I think the midfield battle will be key to it as well. Mm. Now, our three, Pep, Bonds, and Circum, yours, people like Hurahan, you know, players like that. I mean, what a player yeah. he is. Um, you know, if you uh, if you can get if you win that midfield battle, then then you might have a chance. I think if you score early, then that might you, know, you need to make if you if you if you make a good start, that might. Just knock us a little bit if you get an early goal. Yeah. That might knock us a little bit. So, to me, the first twenty minutes is very important. If you go out there have a good twenty minutes, maybe get in front, and that puts us on the back foot a bit. If we go out there have a good twenty minutes, say it's still nil nil midway through the first half, maybe some of the fans might get a bit, you know, Tetchy, yeah. you never know. So that's that's a, that's the way I look at it. I think without without our midfield has been our strength. In, mm. in in these in these games so if you can win if you can win that battle in the field then i think uh, then then that's probably what gives you a chance and obviously with the upturn in form i presume the mood around the club mood around the fan base is obviously taking an uplift as well i mean do you see um the away end being packed out and mm. uh, and and what's the overall of from obviously yourself covering them week in week out, speaking to the coaching staff, seeing the the fans' reactions on social media, etc. What is the overall mood as we stand? Obviously, you are still obviously in that battle, um, mm. uh, trying to keep yourself uh, in League One. But I mean, compared to other fan bases, you must be uh, one of the most positive. 
it is very positive at the moment because Daryl Clark has has come in and just changed changed the mood around the club. Really, he's mm. you know, I mean, basically, he walks on water at the moment as far as <laughs> concerned. Um, it's been an interesting. I mean, he said that he wants three or four players, three or four quality players. He says he's after experience to add to the squad in January. So, of course, we're all waiting for that to happen. And then, of course, last week we had the sale of Will Goodwin who mm. was our joint top scorer, six goals. Incredible, really. Absolutely incredible. Again, I said he could write a book about this season. If somebody told me in August that we would sell Will Goodwin in January for £400,000 to Oxford United, I'd have, I'd have had them sectioned. <laughs> because there is no way that the Will Goodwin of August would have been yeah. sold for £400,000 in January. Because... Mm. Uh, he came in last season, struggled, scored one goal in the Papa John's, didn't look like he was going to be, didn't look like he was quite up to playing in League One. So a lot of the supporters thought in over the summer, you know, mm. we'll bring a forward in, he'll probably he might get loaned out, he might go and play go on loan somewhere. Season starts, he had a couple of good games in those early games under Wade Elliott, got a few injuries, then he scored twice at Blackpool and he scored six goals in seven games, a little run of six goals in seven games. Then got injured at Carlisle uh, just before Christmas and uh, played a half at Northampton New Year's Day. And now he's been sold for 400,000 quid. Mm. <laughs> it's bonkers, it really right is. It. <laughs> Absolutely mad. And uh, But you know, all credit to him. And really, given that, so basically he's been sold on the basis of seven good games. Mm. Which is quite mad, you know. Yeah, it's and, quite and a risk from Oxford, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. I mean, they're buying. They're buying. They're buying the potential. I think that's yes. what they've done. They've bought the potential. And if it and if the potential comes off, then it's a good move. What we've seen, you know, there, there is a, the as I say the difference in him from August to now is spectacular, really. Mm. And there's a lot of sports who. Obviously, you know, sports are never happy when players get sold and sports saying, oh, we shouldn't have sold him and all this sort of thing. But I think yeah, 400 grand for a player on, on, on the basis of three months, I mean, he might not, he might never have another three months like that. He might go, oh, no. you know, you know he, he's had a few niggly injuries and it's one of those where I think they've just weighed it up and they've said, yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll take the money. And of course, you know, the idea then is to strengthen the whole squad and if that one sale then allows Daryl Clark to bring in maybe the three or four quality players that he really wants to 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 benefit the club in the medium to long term, then mm. it turns it turns out to be the right. It's one of those where we'll know if it's the right decision in May. Yeah. Now, if, yeah. if we bring if we bring the three or four players in and they work and when they get us out of trouble, brilliant decision. If we, if we don't get the three or four players and if we struggle and we still go down, then you're thinking, oh, should we have kept him? Mm. One of those. So Hi- hindsight's a wonderful thing, is the term. It is. I think. It really is. And football fans are brilliant at hindsight and rewriting <laughs> history. And they're brilliant at rewriting history. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. We'll see what happens. But you know, so he's gone. So that, and, it, it, you know, we're not going to have another, may probably not going to have another forward in by. Saturday, so it's going to be up to up to Rob Street and probably Rob Street and George Lloyd uh, to start up front and uh, try and get try and get some goals. But of course, you know, hot shot circle in midfield will be the man. Mm. 
<laughs> but I mean, um, you, you mentioned there he's after a couple of key signs just before I go into this Saturday and ask her, yeah, what what your thoughts are on, on prediction wise. But I mean, do you see anything happening in the next three or four days um, before Saturday? Is there anything kind of murmuring around? As I say, we signed Josh Harrop uh, on Monday, who 28 year old, he was at Preston, um, free agent since the summer, since he left Northampton, had a lot of injuries, but definitely got some quality about him. Mm-hmm. Plays in that sort of number 10 you know, creative midfielder role, which is something that we've been lacking. Um, there's talk about a defender coming, possibly on loan from a championship club. Um, don't, maybe for Saturday. We'll, we'll wait and see on that one. And, I mean, he wants three or four. I think he'll, he'll definitely be after another forward. Now that Goodwin's gone, he'll definitely be after mm-hmm. an, another forward, maybe another one sort of a... I mean, Goodwin was a sort of a... A bit of a throwback, really, an old, yeah, a bit, of a James, a bit of a James Collins, you know, sort of an old-fashioned number nine, somebody to yeah. work off, flick ons, get in the box, get on the end of crosses, that sort of player. And we could have James Collins if you don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd do a job for us. He'd do. I see you're after Michael Smith. You know, that would be a yeah. great time if, if we can get Michael Smith. But um, no, uh, that's the sort of player that we're. I think he, he's after. And then I think he probably wants another sort of defender, maybe a wing back or uh, mm. or something like that. But you know, just three or four. We've only got a squad of twenty now. Yes, um, we did have a squad of thirty, <laughs> and because we had seven low knees, and he sent six of them back because basically they were too young and not really mm. what we need Dick. in a relegation yeah. fight. And he loaned a couple of other, uh, told two or three players that basically, sorry, you're not playing football. Two of them got loaned out. One of them still knocking about, and uh, yeah. but been told it's not going to happen right. for him. So you know he's, he's cut the squad right down, and he's got a little tight group now of of twenty odd uh, to work from, and um, he, he seems quite happy with with that. But he just wants to add two or three more to it to uh, to cover himself in a, in, a, in a few areas. But uh, you know. Hopefully he can get the players he wants. It's not easy for Cheltenham because, of course, you know we've got we've probably got the smallest budget in the division, mm. um, and we know where we are in the in the food chain. We know where we know where we sit. We've got to wait and be patient for these for uh, for, for you know to be uh, to be fed the scraps from from <laughs> some of the other teams. I'm afraid, but that's just like like I mean, that's why we pick players up like Tom Pet like. Josh Harris, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. These 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 players who've been free agents and maybe some other clubs have forgotten about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and think, oh, actually, oh yeah, I forgot about him. So, and hopefully, that they'll they'll do a job. Well, sometimes a smaller squad can mean um, that they're more togetherness, more and, mm. and obviously it's seen a little upturn in results. That, added and, a couple of things, key, and that's key for a team like Cheltenham: togetherness, yeah. team spirit. All the successful Cheltenham teams over the years, you know, going back to Steve Cottrell's time, going, you know, John Ward's time in the early two thousands, Michael Duff's time, have been built on team spirit and a good dressing room togetherness. You know, like a band of brothers almost, even yeah. like a band of brothers, like a siege mentality sort of thing, and under the underdog spirit. Not, I'm not talking that like crazy gang Wimbledon sort of thing. I'm talking. <laughs> You know, like, it's like yeah. it's like an underdog spirit. It's like the sort of you know nobody nobody expects us to go out and do anything. So let's go and give these 
so-called big boys a bloody nose. That's the sort of way, yeah. the way they sort of they sort of approach it, really. Well, we'll see what they can do at Pride Park on Saturday. Uh, Mark, if you were going to put a prediction on this, what would you go for, mate? I'd absolutely snap your hands off for a draw. <laughs> but um, I think that is going to be very, very tough. Uh, mm. I remember last year's game. Last year's game was two nil, wasn't it? And it was. Uh, it was, yeah. It was. It was. Uh, what I remember about last year's game, it was a bit of a nothing game, really. It was a bit of a. It was a bit straightforward for Derby. I don't think they ever got out of third gear, really. Um, having having seen that game, but you know, I look at the. I mean, Derby should win. Derby should win. Um, On paper, yeah. I wish yeah. it was that case. Easy. <laughs> ninety. I think. I think it's one of those games where if it was played a hundred times, Derby would win probably mm. ninety. Mm. So, as I say, I would absolutely love a one-one. Yep. Um, but I don't really see it. I see Derby edging it. I don't think it'll be a three or four-nil. Mm. Um, I think it will be maybe a two-one or a. Uh, maybe a three-one, something like that. I don't see Derby absolutely walking all over us and winning by four no. or five. Um, I think it'll be very, very close. But I just think Derby might just edge it. I'll say a two-one to Derby, but as I say, I'd absolutely snap your hand off for a one-one. Two-one, two-one, or one-one. I will probably go one-nil. I think it's going to be uh, cagey. I think you guys are going to be uh, a real, real tough test um in the way you're playing at the moment um have you just remind me have you got a game tomorrow night in the midweek or are you going clean bill for saturday yeah no bolton away uh yeah bolton go away. to bolton so uh, you know nice easy week for us you know bolton, <laughs> say and, bolton and derby yeah yeah so a nice a nice easy week for us bolton tuesday and then then uh, then derby saturday so yeah you know it's, it's, a lot I mean, of traveling I mean, for yourself I mean, as well Having just come off a game against Portsmouth, so you know it's all been it's all been straightforward in recent weeks. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. How, uh, we'll see how we see go. How that, see how it pans out. Safe travels on your journeys uh, to each game, and uh, obviously all the best for Saturday. Um, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll obviously hope um, at the end of the season that you're on the greener side of things, and we'll have you on next season, mate. No, because you'll be in the championship. Well, well, I'd say that, but I mean, it's going to be a real tough one. I, I would love to say that, but we've we've been kind of erring on the side of caution, and we always say we'll we'll have to see you next season, and if it isn't, we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, no, appreciate your time, Mark, as always, and um, and all the best for Saturday. No, no problem, Carl. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.